Hi, we're all here. We're all back for another episode of the Dare Show podcast where I talk music, I talk pop culture, I talk about anything that I really want to talk about. And this one is really good. It's really fun. I had a little chat with my Twitter friend, Reggie, and we talked about the music industry. And I had so many questions and I just want to have like a cool conversation. He... Um, started off in the music industry and has some very insightful uh, insight. And so go ahead. Let's take a listen. <laughs> so what is your um, like background on and music? Um, well, a little bit. Um, at first, I started out as just a writer. I started out as a writer. Um then I tra- well, I'm sorry. I started out like writing poems. I started out writing poems. Then uh, one day, um, I was writing a poem and I heard like a beat, and I kind of put one and two together, and then I became a rapper. Mm-hmm. Um, and this was like early on. This is probably like middle school, and I used to write songs like for just for fun and jokes, you know goofy songs um and that lasted like till high school and like when i graduated high school i didn't know what to do with my life to be honest with you i never even thought about it um but i was i still love to do music and i went out and i got um Uh some equipment um and back then it was very hard to come by equipment. Like it wasn't that like the software alone was probably four hundred, five hundred dollars. But it wasn't as easy accessible. So uh which I stay with my mom at this point in time. So imagine your son at all hours of the night uh cussing up a storm rapping and even though i don't cuss in front of my mom's like any other time that's the only time she hear me curse like yeah she stopped that shit quickly Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) so uh i was still like trying to find you know my niche and what i like to do and my mom's told me some like she said don't confuse a hobby with what you can make a career So I I I went to I signed up for full sale, uh, finished full sale. Oh wow! And I finished there with an audio engineering degree. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't know this. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. After uh my graduation. Uh, my first uh, gig was in New York. I stayed in New York for probably like four years, working with an independent uh, label, which I cannot name because they are currently under investigation for a lot of other stuff. <laughs> um, were you? Uh, were you with them? I didn't know about okay. Until I left, like, 
Well, I, it's a part of the story. So um, when I first get there, I'm just a normal engineer like everybody else. And the atmosphere they paint is, okay, you're going to be working with the best of the best and you're going to get paid such and such. First and foremost, any company that uh-huh. does anything regarding, oh, uh, I forgot what that shit called. Like uh, when you when you work there, but it's like you don't really get paid. They pay you for internship. Yes. When, so the first couple uh-huh. months was internship based. And they see how well you fit with the, the the core group or whatever the case may be. And then after your six months, they give you a place to stay, blah, 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 blah. So I made it past six months. Um, the downfall for... Uh, this is going to sound very bad. I hope I don't offend nobody telling this story. But all right. So when I got there, I was an audio engineer. Right. So, but I always had like a bigger mindset. Like I wanted to like be like the Diddy of the South without the dancing and the shiny suits. So um, I go into this company and I see how this company is structured. The company is completely in disarray. Now you have a, I want to say eight to 10 artist roster, but you have only probably two or three artists actively making music that means you're paying people to do absolutely positively nothing which means you're losing a lot of money so i was gonna diddy my way in i don't know if you heard of the story of diddy where he tried to strong arm his way in but end up getting fired before he can do so and that's how he created bad boy So I was going to do the same thing. I have all my artists like ready to go. Like we was ready. Then somebody threw a banana in the street and I ran over it and everything just went every which way. So um, that's when I started to see like there's a People always see the good side. They see the music come out. They see the the production being made. They see all the accolades and all that other stuff, which is great. But behind the scenes is mass majority of the work. And it may turn some people off from the music industry within itself. Because honestly, the music business is probably 80% business, 20% music. You can have a horrible song and market it very well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It does good. Yeah. You can have a great song, market it horrible or no marketing at all, and it does nothing. So, um, I, got a, I got to the point where uh, I started learning the actual business. And... I don't know if it's with other companies, but with this company that I was with in particular, I didn't like how they did business because I felt like they um, take advantage of people in their certain circumstances in life at that point. Like, uh, for, for example, uh, there was this uh, girl, her name is Tiffany. At the time, she was like eight years old. 
and she had a phenomenal voice. A, a, a phenomenal voice for an 18 year old. You would think this little mother. Oh, 18? I thought you said eight. I was yeah, like, wait, what? No, 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 no. She was eight years old. Okay, 18. Yeah, she was eight years old. Oh, eight. Okay. Yes. Still. Phenomenal. But the problem was for me, you can't put an eight-year-old on a grown man's song talking about slinging rocks and yeah. selling drugs. No. That's why I don't like... Um, child performers because it's like it's uncomfortable to watch like where are we going to go from this where are you going to go from here uh well i mean they have like like the business channel right but they do have certain people in the industry are good at those things like jd is great at those things jd had uh no snoop dogg had bow wow first but snoop didn't know what to do with him so he summoned the jd and and Bow Wow became the Bow well not the Bow Wow we know now but the, the Bow Wow had a good run. I actually I didn't know I wasn't like keen on Bow Wow's music like that like that what was the Millennium, millennium Tour but people were you know going up for Bow Wow. I mean, and, and to be honest with you, I'm not too thrilled about it. I wasn't too thrilled about his music. I was actually jealous as hell. Uh, but but he was the first of his kind that blew up to that magnitude. Then after him, then you be then you start seeing all the kids stars come about. I mean, you had like Chris Cross, mm. but I think they were teenagers uh, by the time they you know came into it. Um, so with uh, Tiffany, the eight-year-old, like um, I, I didn't see a good way of marketing. I didn't like the way they were trying to market her before she even signed the contract. And I can tell you what they did in the contract. Now, with me, if any child is involved, I'm not talking to you or anything without your parents or some legal guardian in the room. That's that's that's. Oh. Now, how the fuck are you going to talk to an eight-year-old about contractual agreements? Are you serious? That's, that's number one. That's the first problem I had. So um, I I pull her to the side and I say, uh, um, you know, make sure your mom's with you or someone, you know, here to look after you because, like... Wait, she would just go up there alone? Well, she'll go up there with her family, but the family will wait in the lobby and she'll go in the office, which... I mean, honestly, if I'm a parent, my baby girl is not leaving my side. Yeah. Especially in this grown environment. Exactly. Exactly. What in the world? Right. And number two, how they did it was, okay, so they the, the family was having financial troubles. So I remember one time, uh, like, I'm still, uh, I'm still, uh, God damn it, I lost the word already. Uh, I'm still uh, pretty much working for free. Interning. interning. Yeah, I'm still interning. So I have mm-hmm. a secondary job after my internship. So mm-hmm. uh, I'm at my second job. I get a phone call from the mother, and they're afraid that their deal is going to collapse because they can't keep affording to come back and forward to the city. And they stayed upstate New York. 
Oh. So that's a drive. That's like a three-hour yeah. drive. So I, I I try to help them as best as I can, which I'm pretty sure that little $100 didn't do nothing. Nothing. But um, when it comes down to the contract, so this is what they did. They understood their financial uh, mishaps. So what they did, they got probably like $50,000 in cash. They set that $50,000 in cash on the table set next to a, a contract. Since 100% sure they haven't seen $50,000 in cash in person and it can easily be theirs. All they have to do is sign the contract. And they will sign that contract because that's easy money, not reading the contract that's telling them, we're going to give you this 50000 but you're going to give us this back plus 80% of whatever you make. Which is a horrible fucking deal. So uh, then after that, then I started to get like... Uh, closer into like the mainstream of music and i just i just didn't like what i see i I didn't like what i seen at all um so that kind of that kind of strayed me away from the music scene period Mm -hmm. Um, i still do it from time Mm -hmm. to time just only for you know my enjoyment but overall like I would always recommend anyone, if you're going to do this shit, we, you have all the tools where you do not need a major label. A major label or any label? What, any label. Okay. Any label. More particularly, major labels. Because we kind of we kind of talked about Sashi Santana um, signing uh, with uh, RCA <laughs> with RCA who RCA hasn't been the best with their artists in the last like five six years that we've seen. Okay, forty. <laughs> but go ahead. I don't know anybody who's really been signed to RCA. It's not like one of those. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, I see what you're saying. Well, I mean, how shit works now, everything, everybody has a subsidiary. It's okay. A lot of brother and sister companies that's owned by another company that's owned by another company. So you never really know who artist is who. True. True. Um, but he signed, he was saying he was signed for like um, money, like having a bigger platform and taking, elevating his career instead of like starting his career. What do you think about that? I mean, majors can help with that. They can. That's that's a good thing about signing with majors. Um, and that's that kind of aligns with what he wanted to do. Um, 
Now, when you when when okay, go ahead. But the downside of that, like, mm-hmm. say for instance, like he's in a uh, straight, predominantly arena. Like, so it's 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 a big question mark whether his music could resonate to the masses. And and if I'm being quite honest, RCA is taking more of a risk than anything. That's what I thought somebody say. I think Charlemagne said that. Yeah, because it is a risk. Like, but everybody that's out now, like your um, uh, Frank Ocean's and your uh, what's the other Country Town Road dude? Yeah, they did it while they were under contract. But I'm like, Frank Ocean, is he even doing anything? No, he's a nurse now. Are he serious? (laughs) Yeah, I'm dead serious. I'm dead serious. Okay. (laughs) And, And this is what people don't understand. This is what people don't understand. Like, Frank Ocean was in the perfect predicament. He has ties with Beyonce. He has. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. I didn't want to say that. Yeah. He has. He's around the royal family. And to say that you want to stop all that just to be normal. Mm. Like that could that like the the industry is. It's a beast. Only. I can guarantee you, like all the people that I know that wants to do music, a lot of people would not be able to handle what comes with it. Like niggas think they just sit there and write songs and make music. No, no, that's not even a third of it. And plus you got to pay all these other people. You got management, road manager, uh, you got fucking stylists if you have to have one. You have to pay the record label back. All that's percentages of what you make. So by the time you get your money, you probably get like only 30% of the work that all the work that you've done. Which is fucking horrible. It is. So I mean, it, it works for him if that's what he wants to do, but like every every cause have an effect and every chance is a risk. So that's not necessarily meaning that what he wants to happen is going to happen. I, I wish the young man or woman uh, all well. And I hope everything, you know, comes in tuition. But um, music fans are very finicky. They like one thing, then as soon as something else comes, they on that track. And plus, I don't know if niggas would want to hear a, a nigga talking about sucking another bigger dick in a song. I don't know how that would work. But you don't always have to um, female support. Female support music a lot. I mean, but that's females. That's what females are kind of like there for, to suck dick and get fucked. Well, I'm not saying. No, I mean, like you don't always have to have a male um, 
I don't think. Well, how often? How often would you like uh, like uh, any artist? If a male is talking about sucking dick, would you want to hear that? And how often would you want to hear that? But it's not his music, though. Yeah, I'm saying. I, I know this. Well, I don't really know. I don't really listen to him. But you know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, if that's his music, then. He might have to. Um, I don't know. I'm not gonna say he has to change. Things, a, a lot of other things play in a part, like his image, yeah. is maskly important. That is very important. How you carry yourself is very important. You're walking around with a fucking jersey dress on. That probably kill most of your male fans, straight male fans. But that's what I'm saying. Like, male, I don't think, I think females buy music and buy stuff more than males do. Even though he's considered like a rap artist, even though he is a rapper, I think females are going to support and love what he does. Yeah, I mean, people people will support him that follow that kind of music. I, I mean, RCA wouldn't have signed him if he didn't have. Uh, 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 at least a, a genuine, a, a genuine fan base. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I hope it goes well for him. But I'm kind of concerned. How would that appeal to the masses? Like, how is how would you market that? I mean, we're kind of seeing it with Little Nas in a way. I mean, but Little Nas, Little Nas is. Little Nas, like he throw into innuendos and uh, subliminal messages where you actually have to have a high IQ to understand. Not visually, well, not visually, but I mean, controversy sells as well. But when it comes to sexuality, uh, that's a different ballpark. Like I'm pretty sure, like they nobody want to see a dude twerking. In the video that looked like fucking Carl Malone. <laughs> well, um, post Malone. <laughs> <Post Malone. laughs> but yeah, I mean, I hope it all works for him. Though. I really do. Okay, so you were talking about um, not making a lot of money, but does um, owning your masters? How does that secure your life? Because you get everything. You don't have to split anything with anyone. And this re-recording clause that threw me for a loop. I had no idea this was a thing where you're able to re-record your albums after a certain period of time that that they have that in in your contract. I find that so crazy. That's what you don't yeah, like people don't understand. Like people think that they have full control of their destiny when they get into the music industry, but motherfuckers have to work for that. Like you have to fight for it. Yeah, yeah. Anita Baker. Yes, like you, that yeah. doesn't come with your first contract. No, like Snoop Dogg don't even have his masters, and that nigga's like 117 years old. Wait, I thought he was working to get him back with this like new deal that he's like doing. Well, 
what what I what he did that was actually fucking brilliant. He didn't buy. He he brought all of Death Row, all the masters under the Death Row umbrella, like all the music that was released under Death Row. And he owns that now. But he's going to create a platform like your your Spotify's, like your Apple Music, and he's going to put that music on there. So though the people that want to listen to that music they can listen to it on that streaming platform and a hundred percent of those proceeds go to the actual artist. Mm. Mm. Okay. Okay. Interesting. And that's fucking brilliant. Do you find it dicey when they start making all these different um, streaming platforms? Oh, with the streaming, like, man, me personally, um, streaming is, convenient like we pay probably like two dollars for a song the artist doesn't really get a full penny for that play yeah I find that to be horrible and I think the 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 most I think uh, um what is uh, Jay-Z's platform you get the most? Yeah. Then uh, I think Spotify. You get the least. Not Spotify is up there. No, I don't think so. I think Spotify is the one that's being controversial by not paying the uh, artists. Well, well, I don't know because I know Apple is not very high neither. Um, I don't. I don't really know. I haven't even dived into any streaming platform because you got like four billion of them. Yeah, but you also have. So I'm like, I find that like dicey. Like, are people actually going to support a new streaming? I mean, people were like, we're really giving Jay Z a hard time when Title came out. I mean, uh... but like they gave him a hard time. But like all the artists got their money. Like everyone, and then he I, the, he still have it. I think he sold it. I sold a, yeah, a percentage I of it and gave everybody more money. Like uh, they do have streaming platforms, like um, um, I don't. God damn it! Uh, it it'll come to me. But there is one where you get the most money and it's not talked about. I think I want to say United Masters um, is a platform where you can post your, your music and get mass majority of, you know, your money, your money's worth. Do you, um, let me talk about the, the re-recording thing here right quick. Do you find, mm-hmm. do you think uh, like Taylor Swift, she's, re-recording all of her albums. I'm like, how do you re-record all of your albums? Do you take... Do you... Like, how do you do that? I just find it so time-consuming. And will it be profitable for, like, an Ashanti to do it versus, like, a Taylor Swift to do it? Because I know Ashanti's... um, It might be already out, but I know she's working on it. Working on her re-recording her first album. I'm like, are people going to support Ashanti the way they support Taylor Swift? Or are they going to buy the old album continually? Um, 
Well, well, shit. Like Taylor Swift's fan base is enormous. So I'm thinking whatever she comes out with is going to be spectacular. Me, I'm not too much of a fan of re-recording. Um, uh-huh. But I agree with you. It will be more interesting if Ashanti did it. Because when she came out, you know, music was only at a certain point. Now you got all these extra dynamics of music where people start creating shit. This nigga made a beat with a shovel and dirt. And that was the most spectacular beat I've ever heard in my life. Like the the creativeness is is out there now. And I it, I'm actually interested in seeing what she come up with in the in the new day and age. Yeah, I think that's what she was saying. Uh she wanted to give it a new flair. Yeah, that that that'll be dope. For, with, uh, I I'm I'm not I can't sit here and tell you that I've heard any Taylor Swift music, but I'm. You never heard the twenty two? No, sorry. It's a bop. I don't know about you, but I'm feeling twenty two. Oh come on! That's the only song I like by. <laughs> I I um, um yeah. <laughs> I, I I don't know where to go with that. Now please tell me you at least know the song Twenty Two by <laughs> Taylor Swift. I love Twenty Twenty Two by Taylor Swift. The song. Um, if you don't know it, go check it out. It's a really fun, cool song. But anyways, thank you so much for listening to this part one episode of the Dare Show podcast with my Twitter friend, Reggie. Keep a lookout for part two. It's coming. It's coming very soon. Um, you can follow. I'm on Spotify podcast, Apple podcast, all the like streaming platforms you can listen to podcast on also on the YouTube page. Um, give me a moment to put <laughs> to upload these onto YouTube. <laughs> um, yeah, give me a moment it's at the Dare Show or just searching the Dare Show podcast. Something will pop up. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed and took away some um, some good nuggets of the industry, the crazy music industry. Actually, want that one? Okay. Or who are we making cookies for? Boo. The whole family.